On today's episode of How We Got Here, I'm going to be speaking with Jennifer McLeod, my mother-in-law. She has a beautiful story that, like many, is not without hardship. For some background information, Jennifer is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or more commonly known as the Mormon Church. Members of the Mormon Church believe that sex is to be saved for the boundaries of marriage. One thing that is important to note about this belief is that while not preferable, if one is to have sex before marriage, that member is not a lost cause by any means. A main precept of the doctrine is repentance. If we fall, we repent and take necessary steps depending on the severity of the action, which can include meeting with church leaders, prayer, and abstaining from partaking of the weekly sacrament, or blessed bread and water, for an appropriate amount of time decided between the individual, the church leaders, and God. She became pregnant at 17 despite using protection and is willing to share her story with us today. We are here today with Jennifer McLeod, my mother-in-law, um, and we're going to be talking about um, a teenage pregnancy and just being a single mom and raising a child on your own, basically. So thank you so much for being with us today, Jen. You're welcome. So just starting out, um, was your family religious growing up? Very religious. My family is very religious. Uh, what religion were you? We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and how old were you when you found out that you were pregnant? I was 17 years old when I found out I was pregnant. What kind of like went through your mind when you found that out? Um, I was in denial. Mm -hmm. I had only been having sex weeks and I had used protection. And so, yeah, I think originally it, it, it took me the first five months of my pregnancy to really believe I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there was some denial on my part. Yes. Yeah. Shock. Um, how did your religious culture handle a teenage pregnancy? Um, well, culturally and, and doctrinally, we believe that um, sex is preserved for marriage. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew um, when I became sexually active that I was acting outside the bounds of what I'd been taught religiously. How did your family handle it? Uh, probably a lot of the way that I handled it. They Just kind of ignored it? Were, no, they were probably shocked. I, I think by the time I told my parents what was happening, still the worst day of my life, and I am 51. I, I think that they had suspected that something was different. I know that I I had been behaving differently, and my parents, I wouldn't say they handled it well. I think they handled it to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. um, my dad, the next day after I, I told my parents I was pregnant, um, whisked me away. We lived in Illinois at the time, and they took me and my two sisters on an impromptu trip to Idaho, and um, I discovered during the trip that the, the point of the trip was to leave me in Idaho to mm. finish my pregnancy and deliver the baby there to leave me with my grandparents, my mom's parents. Mm -hmm. So did you stay in Idaho? Um, no, I begged my dad to not leave me there. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't feel close to my grandparents mm -hmm. and I felt like I needed my parents and my boyfriend at the time, the biological father of, of my son and my friends for mm -hmm. support. And um, 
I really didn't have a plan because I got pregnant the summer before my senior year of high school. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know um, what my plan was, but I knew what I didn't want and I didn't want to stay in Idaho. So yeah, that would be pretty isolating too. I feel like, yeah, it was, it, 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 it was terrifying. The thought yeah. of it was terrifying. And I, I think they've never said it out loud. And you know, my mother, um, <laughs> they probably, that I think that they, they were hoping that I would stay, have the baby, give the baby up for adoption mm-hmm. and then try and move on with my life is, is what I think that they were hoping would happen. Mm-hmm. So, so did you ever consider adoption or even like abortion? Was that ever a thought? Um, so abortion, I, well, I, I would be lying if, if I said that when you find out you're pregnant at 17, that, yeah. that you don't weigh all of your options. Um, abortion did cross my mind, but that's it. It just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of my religious background and my own personal beliefs, I just, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I never sought a route to seek one or, um, looked into what it would take to have one. I just, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Okay. So and adoption, did you know that you wanted to keep the baby? So, um, adoption, um, my, um, the biological father, we ended up through a series of events kind of in, in a rush to get married. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. I don't think it was something he wanted to do. I felt mm-hmm. like it was kind of thrust upon us by the adults in our life trying to help us. Mm-hmm. And it was rocky from the start. And at one point we did talk about adopt, um, giving the baby up for adoption. I think I might've been seven to eight months pregnant. So pretty close to delivering mm-hmm. and realizing that we weren't prepared to be in a marriage and certainly weren't prepared to be parents. And when we mentioned that to his mother, she told me that she would take the baby Mm -hmm. and I was young and naive and thought that she had the authority to do that. And I didn't like the way that she lived her life. And I certainly didn't want to raising my child. And so Mm -hmm. I stopped talking about adoption at that point because I didn't, I didn't want, her to raise the baby. And I thought mm-hmm. that that would be the first option. I I didn't know a lot about what my rights were yeah. at the time. Yeah. So yeah. So no, just, um, probably two conversations about it, but. And then yeah. you just realized you just couldn't, yeah, I couldn't stick do it. with it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so kind of going back to, you know, seeing how teenage pregnancies were handled. How were they? Cause you were pregnant in the eighties, right? I was pregnant in the eighties. Yeah. The end is toward the last part of the eighties. So yeah. during that time, how were teenage pregnancies like viewed? Were you kind of like ostracized or was it just, you know, thing? I feel like it was, if, if there's ever a good time to be, a t- I don't think there's ever a good generation to be a teenager and be pregnant. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I, I feel like, um, trials like this, bring out the people that want to be by your side and the people that support you. I had mm-hmm. several people from my religious congregation reach out to me very lovingly and wanted to support me in any way that I could. I had girls um, my age, teenage girls my age that I knew that reached out to me. Um, a couple of them had had abortions mm-hmm. and told me that I was doing the right thing by having my baby. So that, uh, I felt like was extremely supportive. They expressed regrets yeah. in doing it and sorrow for doing that. And, um, 
I had some good friends, but on the flip side, there's always people who, um, there are people who like to see other people fall and mm -hmm. fall short. I know that my mom had a conversation with one woman from our congregation that told my mom that something like this needed to happen to our family because we thought we were so perfect and pretended to be so perfect. And I know I never thought of my family as perfect, mm -hmm. but, uh, or, and I don't think my parents thought that either, but from the outside, maybe people thought that. And so they kind of yeah. relished in the fact that our perfection bubble had been burst by my teenage, teenage pregnancy. So, oh, goodness. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, um, love people. gotta love people. <laughs> um, so you're saying that you, you got support from family and friends. I, saying I did get support. Um, I, it was, it was, it was obviously hard on people. I think it was yeah. really hard on the people closest to me. Um, I was in a very unhealthy relationship and I think, and I was very wishy-washy about it. I kind of felt like I had made my bed and I needed to lie in it. And so I mm -hmm. kind of suffered in the relationship probably longer than I should have. And I think that really hurt my parents to watch me keep going back to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so uh, overall, my parents definitely would stepped up mm -hmm. and um, did more than they needed to do to help support me once I decided to have the baby. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. I felt, I felt supported. Good. I, I felt shame at, at times too. I would, I would be lying if I didn't yeah. say that I didn't feel shame for my actions, which is silly mm -hmm. pregnancy should not be a shameful thing no. choosing to have a baby should not be a, a shameful thing um but it was one of those sins air you know using air quotes that people knew about because pregnancy was the result of it mm -hmm. and so um that took me some time to work through myself yeah and then so. At that point, it becomes kind of like a public thing because everyone can see it on you. Right. You know? Yeah. Everyone knew my sins. It was a scarlet letter, you yeah. know, um, but um, with time and maturity and just looking back, I, I, I wish I could go back and talk to myself. I don't, I don't think I, I would make a difference just mm -hmm. to say, hold your, hold your chin up, you know, yeah. look at people in the eyes. You don't need to be ashamed of, of the choices that you've made. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said you did get married. Were you married before you had the baby? Yes. So <laughs> it's a long story. I don't know if I've told you I don't all know of if the I've details. Heard. Do you I've... want, do you want the details? I'll take them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my parents really didn't like Matt is his name. We'll just call him Matt. Mm -hmm. And, and for good reason, but I was pretty naive and um, once I decided not to stay in Idaho, they withdrew me from the high school that I was going to and put me into a high school with nobody that I knew, total strangers, and nobody mm -hmm. knew my circumstances or situation. I think they thought what they were doing was for the best of me, but it was extremely difficult to start a new school year pregnant. I was five months pregnant, four months pregnant, probably. Mm -hmm. Um and just starting to show, and it was a very, very small school, and mm -hmm. people were very curious about me because I was a new kid, and it was very isolating because I did not want to try and make friends or reach out to people. I did not want to be in that school, mm -hmm. and um, I had friends that would reach out and want to talk to me, and my parents wouldn't let them, and I essentially was kind of 
kept at home and, and held captive. Like I could mm -hmm. only get phone calls at a certain time. And, and my, it was my parents' efforts to probably try and separate me from Matt and, and help me see that it wasn't a healthy relationship. And it actually did the exact opposite of, of what they intended to do. I wasn't allowed to see him unless we were supervised. And it was through my dad. My dad can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And so one day he showed up at the school and said, come with me. You're running away. And I said, okay, because I felt so isolated. Mm -hmm. And within three days, he and his mom had talked to my mom and dad and they had arranged for us to get married and I was going to move in with them. And so it kind of was all taken out of my hands. Mm -hmm. He took me to his grandma's house and I was in hiding there from my parents. When my parents came oh, wow. it was very dramatic. Yeah. And it seems so silly, like talking about it now, but at the time it was really traumatic for me too, because I, I felt like everybody else around me were making the decisions for me. And so, well, and that's not silly. I feel like, you know, you yeah. have no control over the situation. No control. So, yeah. you're so I think that was a Thursday and by Saturday we were married. Yeah. My bishop came and it was my parents and his parents in the Relief Society room. And he sat at the table and <laughs> he was not very nice about it. I could tell he didn't want to be there. And yeah. And so, yeah, so we, we got married, I think I was five and a half, six months, right? We got married, I think September. I don't, don't really remember. It was a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not something I celebrate. So yeah. yeah, we got married in September and Brendan was born in end of January. So okay. yeah. Okay. Um, and so you said that your relationship with Matt was rocky to begin with. So yes. like, if you want to talk about it, what was sure. a little bit yeah. more, what was it like? Well, I mean, we were just immature mm -hmm. and I would, um, and I was really naive. Like I'd lost my virginity to this guy. So I felt like I had been sold to him. Like he mm -hmm. owned me. I had, I had made my choice and, and, um, I would, I, didn't know that it wasn't a good relationship when I was a teenager because I didn't have any experience. Um, and then of course these really hard circumstances mm -hmm. bring out the worst in people. And I think it did bring out the worst in us. Um, he was even younger than me. He was, um, like seven or eight young months younger than me. He was, mm -hmm. he was 17 when Brendan was born. So, um, so we were, we were young and we were naive and we were raised in completely different households. I mm -hmm. was raised in a very religious household and I had been taught, um, to keep the commandments and I had been taught, um, and he hadn't, his mm -hmm. parents smoked marijuana. I didn't know people did that. <laughs> he smoked marijuana. I didn't know he did that. Like, he kept it in from me yeah, because he knew I was like from this mm -hmm. very kind of pious household. And so, there were a lot we didn't know know about each other and we didn't know anything about marriage. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, we were able to secure, uh, like government housing. I think we had, our rent was like $67 a month and he worked at a bowling alley and I babysat and mm -hmm. I dropped, I ended up dropping out of high school after that incident and finishing school. I almost said online, <laughs> but it was not online. <laughs> that did not exist. That wasn't there. Um, yeah. no, I just had to get, um, I, I took a computer class mm -hmm. at the community college they allowed to accept as, as my high school credit. And then I took a, I'm digressing, but anyway, I was able to, I was able to get um, my diploma. Brendan was actually born when I, when I finished it, but, okay. um, 
and it was just very toxic. He had, he kept a lot of things secret from me early on in the beginning. He wouldn't come home at night. He would disappear for days. I was very pregnant and, um, I think he showed up. I feel like we had Christmas together that year. Mm -hmm. But maybe we didn't even have Christmas together. Maybe I didn't even know where he was for Christmas. And he came back just before the baby was born. I know it was it's just right right around the time the baby was born. He showed mm -hmm. back up. And this became a pattern for the next year and a half that I just tolerated. Yeah. And um, it it did get physical. We Our arguments got very, um, very bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, but not, not while I was pregnant that came later. Um, Brendan was born in January, I think two weeks after he was born sometime in February, I called my parents and said, please let me move back home. And they mm -hmm. came right away yeah. with friends and trucks and loaded my stuff up and I'm good. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. But, like but I still went back and forth for like, Brendan was almost two before I like was able to just really put it behind me. We had a really violent encounter. And I think I've told you this story before. Maybe. Refresh but, me though. Um, we, I, we had gotten in an argument. He was at his, his dad's house. Mm -hmm. It was the night of the San Francisco earthquake. I think in 1989, maybe. Yeah. 89, like in October ish. And um, we had gotten in an argument. I have no idea. I don't remember, but I, I went to leave and he mm -hmm. grabbed me, ripped the pants that I had on off of me, threw me down, choked me, hit me in the face, knocked a tooth loose. Oh and I kind of, at that point we had, that was the worst it had ever gotten. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, and I, and like I said, I don't have any, I don't have any ill will or feelings towards him because I mm -hmm. probably incited a lot of it. Like I, not that women deserve to be hit when mm -hmm. they're mean, but, um, anyway, I remember laying there thinking, Oh, you totally deserve this. This is what you deserve. This is how your life is going to be. And I had a voice in my head come to me and said, you may think you deserve this, but your son does not. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. I needed to leave the relationship for him. And it was mm -hmm. easy after that. I, yeah. I cut ties and I never ever looked back. It was so easy after that. It was crazy the way that I worked out because mm -hmm. I always felt like I deserved it. And, and he would tell me no one will ever love you. And I believed him and yeah, just, just young and naive and immature. Mm -hmm. So like when I tell you, Brendan saved me. Yeah. He literally, he literally saved did. me. Like it, 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 the the purpose that I had in my life mm -hmm. all came from him. Like mm -hmm. it all came from him, one hundred percent. Yeah, don't cry. I'm, sweet. I'm fine. I'm not <laughs> crying. It's fine. You're not crying. You're crying. So you just realized you put your son before yourself, and so that's kind of what helped you make that decision. I knew that if he were going to have a chance at a good life, that I could not be in that relationship any mm -hmm. longer, and so I left. Yeah. And my parents helped me. And I think they probably didn't believe I was leaving for good because I had done it so many times before, but mm -hmm. it was for good. I went to the courthouse and got all the papers. I filed it all myself. I typed it up all myself. I went to court. My sister found out that day. And so she ended up going with me. I didn't even tell my parents that I had mm -hmm. set up a court date and lo and behold, he showed up. He had not heard anything. Uh, he, I had not heard from him at all. And he showed up. 
and um, had to tell the judge all about our toxic relationship. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, got a divorce that wow. that day. He told me, the judge told me that day, don't go get married. This isn't going to be final until I file it later. And I was like, <laughs> dude, what? <laughs> Just got a little Not side on piece. my radar. <laughs> So at this point, you are a single mom. So single what mom. was the biggest struggle of that? And how old were you right now? Um, so I had probably just turned 20. Okay. I was 18. I turned 18 a month, uh, a month, six weeks before he was born. And mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome that I was a legal adult. <laughs> so when people ask me, how can you be a mom? I was like, I was a legal adult. Like, <laughs> I never told people how old I was just to <laughs> mess with their minds. But nosy people anyway. Um. Yeah, so I was single. I had been taking classes um, at, at a community college kind of on and off, like trying to find the money to go to school was hard mm -hmm. and trying to find, you know, work to support myself was hard. And I really got serious about school. And when I think my parents realized I was serious about trying to build a life for he and I, mm -hmm. um, they were very supportive. And I was able to get grants to help with school and some scholarships and um my parents helped with housing mm -hmm. and so yeah i i ended up scraping my way through school and i would drag brendan to classes when i didn't have childcare. he went to many biology labs with me and just, <laughs> that explains a lot actually oh, yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, he went to college when he was four. <laughs> that explains he, he so much. He finished college when he was four years old. Yeah, I have videos of like I had to do presentations and like there's a video and the teacher actually pans to the back and he's sitting in a chair with like crackers and a coke. What was I thinking? It's like four with a coke, just sitting there like he's like participating in class. Like and I like look back now and I'm like other kids wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't no. have sat. Still, I'm trying to think of my watch. kids doing that, and no, it's just I like, never do that. No, my grandson, he's perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, did you see receive any form of child support from Matt, or was he just? No, I did not. Did receive. you want any? Or? Um, no. So i I always had this idea that I would get married again, and mm -hmm. I always had a dream that I would have more children, and I didn't. Matt came in and out sometimes, and I I tried. I tried to let him um, see Brendan. It was not very consistent, but mm -hmm. he, he never gave me any money. No, yeah. he never, he never supported him. And um, part of that was him trying to figure out how to support himself. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is he knew my parents were capable of helping me. And so he didn't feel obligated yeah. to help me. So mm -hmm. kids today. Yeah. Yeah. Kids today. Yeah. Um, so you said you were going to school. So what career did you go into? So um, I, I changed major several times, but I settled on education and, and being a teacher uh, because I knew that as a single mom, I would need to align my schedule as much as possible with his schedule. So mm -hmm. the whole point of going into so I got a degree in biology, a BS mm -hmm. in biology, and I got an endorsement in secondary education, which is the classes and the credentials you need to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I did both of those simultaneously. A lot of people do like the undergraduate degree and then do the teaching credentials, especially for secondary, because you have to have a specialization. It's different than 
elementary um, afterwards, but I, I did them at the same same time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so just a couple more questions. So what advice would you give to single parents? Not necessarily like teenage parents, but just a single parent in the home. Oh, what advice? That's a great question. I think that I think the biggest piece of advice I would give them is it's it's all going to work out. Like mm -hmm. all the fretting and all the worrying and the working is is pro is necessary, but it's like cut yourself some slack. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like if I could go back and and tell myself, I would say just chill. You're you're going to be <laughs> fine. It's all gonna it's all gonna work out. It's all mm -hmm. gonna be fine. Um, but it's really hard when you're in the moment to accept, yeah. accept that. And I would also say, um, that finding balance is really important as a single parent, like allowing yourself some indulgences. Mm -hmm. I always try to put him first, but, um, and I, I don't know how well I did this or balanced it. I don't, I don't really remember, but, uh, I think, I think you, you've got to feed yourself, you know, you've got to put. You've got to put the mask on yourself if the plane's going down and mm -hmm. then put the mask on your child. And, and I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that in a, mm -hmm. in a way that you can both be, be happy. Yeah. So. That's like the first thing I remember after you have a baby, that's kind of the first thing the nurses like tell you, they're like, yeah. you need to take care of yourself yeah. so you can take care of this baby. Yeah. Cause if you're not taking care of yourself first, you're no good. You're them. no good. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're kind of useless actually. You're no good for them. So I had a really good kid though. It was so yeah. easy. Yeah. I mean, I say that now, but <laughs> he's still a really Go good talk kid. to me when I'm 25. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was still, he was so easy. Yeah. yeah. So if you could tell you 30 years ago yeah. something, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Just hang on for the ride. Cause you've got a super hot husband. <laughs> in the future Coming that up. loves you so much and digs you and ends up being a really good mentor and father for your mm -hmm. son and, and you know, two more beautiful kids come into the picture and it, mm -hmm. and then now I have grandbabies that are awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So it gets, and I'm a it young gets grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I remember real quick at our wedding, all my friends were like, that is not Brendan's parents. That is not their parents. I'm like, well, that's his adoptive dad, but that is his biological mom. So yeah, he's got hot parents. I'm just saying. So no, not anymore. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming in and taking the time to talk with me today. And I really appreciate it. You're welcome.